When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. All right, thanks for hanging out with First and Pod. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi, Spencer Ray producing. We are not going to do a Super Bowl preview today. The teams are not even in Arizona. We will do... Uh, a Super Bowl preview pod. We will do a ton of gambling. Maybe we'll do those as the next two pods that we that we do. Uh, that feels like a good way to kind of break uh, up that stuff. But I kind of love this time of year, Pony, in the NFL because it's coaching carousel. It's it's rumor season, but nothing can happen yet because of free agency in the draft. So it's like all totally random. But like we've gotten Sean Payton has moved. Tom Brady's retired. There's been broadcasting drama. There's drama in Dallas with Kellen Moore leaving. This this is a very juicy NFL time uh, right now. It is, and I know we've got it. We're going to deviate, like you said, from our usual um, layout where we try to hit either every game. There's only one game, and like you said, it's a week off, so. This will be a little bit of change of pace for the people that listen to this podcast, and hopefully they don't mind that. I do, and I know we have like a kind of a loose rundown, but you talked about focusing more on the game next week. I do want to just bring up quickly here, get your reaction to something about the game that's sort of developing in Kansas City right now. Sure. And that is, how do you feel if their injury situation – is the same today, Thursday night, if it's in this state at wide receiver and corner, Super Bowl weekend, is that enough for you to switch your pick from Chiefs to Eagles? Um, it, It's a great question. I'll tell you this. I don't love the pick. I, I, I think the Eagles are the better team. I think that they are the X's and O's better football team. Um, but, but the Chiefs have the best player. And coach. Yes. And coach. Um, and I think that the coach part matters significantly in this game. Like, it's just a everyone says it's a different beast. It's two weeks to prepare. To hear Pat Mahomes talk about Andy Reid is to suggest he's, I mean, he flatly said to our buddy, Nick Wright on first things first, he was like, I don't know that we should ever be an underdog with Andy Reid as the coach. Like he's. Well, he did not, he did not have a counter punch in the Tampa Bay Super Bowl. They had a game plan. They were stubborn. They didn't deviate from that. I do think that's a mark against him. He's an all time great coach. It used to be clock management and game management stuff. I thought he was and that too still stubborn in that up. game. That still pops up from time to time. I thought he was super stubborn in that game, and I hope he learned a lesson from that. Now, I've heard people make the excuses he had the thing going on with his son that Super Bowl week, and that somehow 
gets baked into some of the analysis of the coaching performance of Reed in that game because he obviously had a major distraction going on. Remember with his kid? Oh, I know for sure. Right. I, I I also I also thought though that that like in that game, I think that Bill Walsh and Bill Belichick could have been his assistants, and they had a personnel defect in that game. Well, that's interesting because I remember sitting around a table in Pittsburgh with you two guys talking about that game, and you were looking at me like I was crazy. You were I was right. bringing up that. You you were right. We were wrong. I'm not a, too big of a little man to say that. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. It only took until February 2nd in the week between the championship game and the Super Bowl for you to say that about me. So I do appreciate that, Danny. Better well, no, I mean, I would, dude, I would have texted you that the, in the second quarter of that game. But Pat Mahomes was running for his goddamn life. And by the way, that might be the case in this game. Like, the, the, well, that- the, X, the X's and O's of the Eagles defensive line against the Chiefs offensive line is a huge mismatch and the Eagles offensive line for a running attack against the Chiefs front seven on paper is a huge mismatch. The the Eagles should dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. See, but my question was more about the guys on the outside because I think it's easier to scheme around your offensive line problems if you've got guys who you trust to get open besides Kelsey. And if Tony, Juju, and McCall Hardman, if this game were this Sunday, I'm not sure any of those guys would play. Maybe one or two would, but definitely not all three, it doesn't sound like. Yeah, it sounds like definitely not Hardman. Okay, so you take him out. You know, He's a guy in this free agent market that will get more money than Juju and is probably, what, a 9 or $10 million a year receiver? So you're counting on Marquez Valdez-Scantling to do what he did against Eli Apple against Bradbury and Slay in the Super Bowl, which I don't feel big, great about. Big ass. And then, and then the other side, if Sneed is out at corner, you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong about this. They're going to start three rookies. They're going to start McKenzie and two seventh-round picks at corner against Brown and Devontae Smith. Well, I mean, they had that. That was what they had for the majority of the AFC Championship game against Higgins and Chase. And exactly, and the the difference there was the Chiefs' defensive line neutralized that by just caving in the Bengals' interior line and getting to Burrow. But if the Eagles' offensive line lives up to its reputation, the Chiefs are effed. They better get healthy for this game. We're talking a lot about the quarterbacks' health. They better get healthy at wide receiver or corner, or they're going to get blown out in this game, Danny, I think. Yeah, I think, listen, I think that your personnel point is is spot on, and I don't love being on the side of the Chiefs in this game, and I understand that I could always uh, uh, choose to change it, but I made a massive bet right when the line opened (laughs) on on the Chiefs. So I'd have to buy out of the bet, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to go down at the ship because there's no way I'm rooting against Pat Mahomes. But I think I think the X's and O's uh, of the personnel is firmly in the Eagles' favor. But Mahomes is a magician, man, and Andy Reid is a wizard. And I'm also not 100% convinced that Jalen Hurts is the quarterback that we shouldn't be talking about when it comes to health. This guy has not been proven in the playoffs. They beat teams that were, I mean, Brock Purdy, Josh Johnson, Daniel Jones, blew out the Giants, 
It has not been the same level of test. This will obviously be different. And he still doesn't look right to me. He doesn't look right. Well, it is. He's not so been that, asked to do a lot. Okay, so I agree with you on that. I agree with you in that way. Like, for the Eagles' defense, Purdy knocked him out of the game, and Jones is nowhere near what the test of Mahomes is even with those wide receiver injuries that I just laid out. I agree with you 100% on that. But they did still have to face the 49ers defense. Yep. They still like that part that for for the if you for the Eagles offense when people say look at who they beat. Okay, the Eagles offense had to go up against the Niners defense. They had to score those points against the Niners defense. So if you want to say, is anybody a paper tiger right now? It should be said more about the Eagles defense than it is about the Eagles offense. The Eagles offense didn't have an easy assignment in that game. I don't think. No, 49ers I mean, defense is much better than Kansas City's. No, 49ers defense, number one defense in the NFL. I think for, I mean, that game was what? It was 7-7 late in the second quarter. I thought the Niners defense was holding up. And then it became apparent that they were playing a quarterback who couldn't throw the ball. Yeah. And that game, Trent Williams. So they lost the war of attrition that way. They were just out there too much. Yeah, bad exactly. Situations. Yeah, exactly. Trent Williams is throwing punches. They, I mean, the, the NFL Films audio got released. George Kittle in an NFC Championship game is jokingly asking Brock Purdy if he's ambidextrous and he could go play lefty. And he was he was joking but he was joking in a way that he was like helpless. He was like, Hey, we have no answers here, man. Can you play le- football left-handed? Like, I feel like that was a very broken and dispirited Niners sideline in that game. And I think Agreed. it permeated the entire game. And I think what I said about Garoppolo on Sunday was confirmed. Like the amount of disrespect that they show him when talking about his status or lack thereof with the team is hilarious. The guy went to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Shanahan, up until this year, his win-loss record as a head coach was dependent on Garoppolo's availability up until this year. And he goes out of his way. <laughs> like, there's no manner of coach speak or political correctness when it comes to that guy whatsoever, which is why I still think he, Garoppolo, I think, found amusement in what happened in that NFC Championship game. And at some point, you know, a Seth Wickersham or somebody like that will write a story about the amount of hatred that existed there between Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo over the last few years. I'm with you. I'm with you. That I was told basically that Garoppolo, by the way, before like the, during training camp, was basically told, we don't want you anywhere near our team. Go practice on your own in like a secret area, like a private area. Well, I don't know how much like that, you know, cancer on the sideline thing mattered from him in that game, but it definitely didn't look good on camera. And then with how it played out with the other quarterbacks, it felt like there was a lot of finger pointing going yep. on over there. That that did not look like a sideline uh, in harmony.